guys welcome back to love that for you today's episode is going to be with one of my good friends delaney childs um i actually met her at fashion week one year and we stayed connected she's another influencer and she is truly one of the reasons why i wanted to have her on is because she is truly one of the most genuine positive um, nicest human beings that I have ever met and known. Um, we stay connected through social media. She is from Reno, but lives in California now. So, so I wanted to have her on to talk about her journey through influencing, um, beauty, fashion. If you guys have followed her, she's like such a beauty queen, um, always having new tips. And we also talk a lot about her work ethic and the grind. Um, she has been grinding her way through her job and she works alongside her boyfriend who they kind of, you know, they're just this duo and I wanted to have her on here so we could talk all things, um, blogging, influencing, um, work ethic, um, so much more. We, we dive a little bit into her being a vegan, um, and Pat and I are, you know, pescatarian. So it kind of falls into the same category and we chat about that a little bit. We chat about so many different things. So, um, going into this episode, I hope you guys have an open mind and can kind of just maybe learn a lot from her or me or just this episode in general. So without further ado, I will introduce you guys to Delaney. Why don't we start off with you telling me and everyone where you grew up, like where you're from, and kind of just like introduce yourself from the beginning of your life. Okay. <laughs> that makes um, sense. Yes, yes. Um, so <laughs> I am from Reno, Nevada. So it's a pretty small town. Um, and I grew up there. My family all lives there. I'm like a sixth generation from there. So there's a lot of history. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, a lot of families in Reno are like that. Like they're like all of my best friends growing up, our parents were friends growing up and our grandparents were friends growing up. Like it's just like oh, a wow. it's like a small town, like deep roots place like that. Um, so that was fun. And then I went to college there as well. And then basically as soon as I could spread my wings and leave, I was yep. ready to do that. <laughs> so you didn't want to stay there. Like you already no. knew. Yeah, like, I don't even know at what age I knew that I would go somewhere else, but I feel like it's just literally who I am, and um, yeah. last time I was home, I actually asked my grandma, because no one else in my family has ever left, like, literally. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... so you're like, I'm doing this thing, guys, I'm going to start something new. Yeah, it was, really like, cool. kind of a big deal um, in our family, so I asked my grandma last time I was there, I was like did you always know that I was going to leave? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> Just like from who you are and who yeah. you were. And yeah. That's so cool. I mean, so is your family still there? Yeah, everyone's there. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like gotcha. everything stays the same there. Like, it's just – yeah. That's just like yeah. the kind of place it is, which is – it works for a lot of people. But for me, I, right. I don't operate like that. Yeah, that's how – I mean, that's how my hometown is too, like – there's a lot of people that stayed there and like now they have families there and it's kind of just generational thing. And for me, I was like, I'm going to New York. Like I have to do something else. So like, I feel like we're on the same page with that. I was like, I can't, it would feel weird even going back. I'm like, I don't even know if I could ever go back. No. Like it's just I, so. I would yeah. never. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, never say never. So but. yeah, I know. Pat's always like, maybe we'll buy a house. Like it's close to our family. I'm like, I totally get that. Like I want to be close to them. I don't know. Well, now we're living with them, so it's like a whole <laughs> yeah. other thing. Um, so you guys were living – what part of California? So – You just moved, right? Yeah. So when we left Reno originally, we moved to the Bay Area where Clayton is from. And then um, that wasn't really like my like forever place either or like I was – it was just not like the best fit for me. Um, so I was kind of like pushing to move to Southern California, especially with like the blogging industry. I felt like, you know, that was the hub of it and there was all these events and there was other bloggers. And, um, right. so then eventually we moved down to Southern California in Orange County and then we left Orange County and went to LA, but I mean, they're very close and now we're back in Orange County. Right. Gotcha. So how's the move been like with everything going on? Because I know, like, you originally were going to maybe go to New York, and obviously that is, like, not – I'm not – I don't even know if we're going back. So, like, I get it. Yeah. It's crazy. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just 2020 things. Like, things... I mean, that's how life is anyways. Like, you try to plan yeah. things in life, and they just... There's no point in planning your life out, I feel like. It's just going right. to take... I've learned that. <laughs> yeah. It's just going to take yeah. these, like, crazy turns that you didn't expect, and you're going to learn something from them, and it all works out. So... We did not plan on, like, moving here um, at the beginning of the year and, like, doing what we're doing, but we're happy to be doing it now. Yeah. So, wait, are you still in the same – what area are you in now? So, now we're in Orange County. We came back to Orange County, so that's, like, 60 miles south of um, L.A. Yeah. And you guys like it there? Yeah. It's just, like, a bit more – laid back, I would say. Like, it's just a different vibe than L.A., and we just – we really like it over here, so we're happy. Yeah. Um, okay, so why don't you tell everyone, tell us, like, how you got started in, like, the fashion. Obviously, we do the same – we have the same job. Totally different. We do different things. But how did you, like – I guess you can talk about, like, your college experience and, like, why you decided to go into, like, beauty and fashion and, like, what drove you to that. Yeah. A little. So um, I've always been obsessed with fashion, like literally since I was a little girl. I've been dressing myself, doing my own hair, like would not let my mom uh, pick out my outfit or touch my hair, like since I was three or four years Just old. Just doing it all yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Miss Independent. Um, <laughs> so that's always been like who I am. And then when I was in college, I was actually having a hard time figuring out like a major and what I wanted to do. And I really wanted to drop out of college and go to beauty school or I fashion could totally school. have seen you been in like beauty school or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, like your thing. I mean, I you're wanted so good to, at that. Yeah. I wanted to be a hairdresser, you know, something creative, something fun. But my family was pretty insistent on me getting a college education which um, I obviously understand and respect that. So I just stuck it out and I ended up finding a major through an elective, which was cultural anthropology. And that was just like a huge pivotal moment in my life, like learning about that topic. And um, so what is that? So cultural Cultural anthropology anthropology is basically, anthropology is the study of people And cultural anthropology is basically the study of other people's cultures. So it's just about learning, like, literally anything. Like, for example, um, one of, like, my favorite ethnographies that I read in college, which is what they call a book written by an anthropologist, was Mm -hmm. actually about the Jewish community. And um, it was specifically about elderly Jewish people in Santa Monica and, like, what their identity was being Jewish. And, like, it was very different between the men and the women. And, like, you just learn about other people's cultures. And it could be literally anything, like, arranged marriage in India or coming-of-age ceremonies in a tribe in Brazil or, you know, so many different things. Just so much. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I found that. I fell in love, and it's literally been one of my passions ever since I found out what it was. But the thing is, um, the jobs for that career are, like, very specific, and you pretty much have to go get your PhD, and then you go and live like wherever you do your field work for six months out of the year, which is probably somewhere kind of remote and crazy. So that didn't really work out like um, relationship wise. I wasn't ready to commit to that. So I started my blog, my fashion blog as like a hobby, not even knowing that it could be a career because in Reno, like, I don't know if it's like this in your hometown, but no one in Reno is a fashion blogger that I knew of. Like I didn't know that was a job. Same with my hometown. Yeah, yeah so, no, me neither. When we started, it was like, can you can make money? Like, it wasn't – we didn't start out to, like, do it for that. So, no idea. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so I just started it as a hobby, like, started it for fun because I didn't know what I was doing with my life. And I knew I just wanted this, like, creative outlet. And then, as you probably know, you kind of just, like, immerse yourself into the industry. And you're like, oh, like, this is advertising. Like, this is marketing. This is – a job and a career and there's actually money that you can make in it and it kind of just like you know it all started that way which is a funny um funny occurrence it was definitely not planned that way yeah how long have you been doing it like i've been doing it about the same time okay yeah that's mine's like three or four years and it's just like crazy to see like how 
we've come Mm -hmm. so far and like I've learned like so much throughout those years that like in the beginning I couldn't even tell myself what I know now like it's just so weird it's such a weird industry and it's like just so different than anything else exactly but it's cool that you have that like cultural anthropology as a hobby because you can't obviously go back to college and be like oh I wish I would have done some this because this even for me going to a fashion school it's like I couldn't have been like oh I want to be a fashion blogger that's just not even it's not a major you know it's so weird (laughs) so I don't know (laughs) so I know you do fashion but I feel like you have this huge presence in beauty do you feel like you like one over the other I kind of feel like you you have like you're so good at makeup and beauty and all of that which like for me I'm like I do the same makeup every day and I don't know that's just like not I do it but it's not like totally my thing. I feel like you have definitely a sense of both. Did you find yourself like picking one over the other? Yeah. So when I started out, I mean, I've, it's just kind of like also true to who I am to have like a ton of interests. So um, like when I started out my blog, I was like very overwhelmed by all the things that I wanted to share because I've always liked makeup. I've always liked hair. I've always liked clothes. I've always liked cooking. I've always liked interior decor. And I was kind of like, I want to share everything with everyone. Yeah. And perfect um, job for you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I realized like in the beginning that it was kind of important to, um, figure out like your strong suit and kind of like what you were most passionate about and came most easily for you and focus on that for a little while before you just like shared everything. Um, So for me, fashion has always been like the easiest part of those interests, I would say for me. Um, And probably like, you know, just the, it was the most like no brainer for me to share my fashion. So I kind of like started heavy hitting with that just because I wanted to like focus. Um, But then once I got more established and like comfortable with sharing and figuring out the whole system, I started um, like folding in some beauty to that, which I'm also really passionate about. So now it's a little bit more even. I mean, I'd say I still lead with fashion, but um, I like to throw a lot of beauty in there. Yeah, I am like shocked at the amount of different like beauty tutorials and stuff that you come up with like every day I'm just like I don't know how you are always thinking of something new especially in like makeup I'm just like I have like my top 10 favorite products and that's it so like how do you how are you always coming up with like new ideas and like do you have favorite like go-to I guess looks yeah I mean I feel like I feel like you're being so hard on yourself because I feel like you have done like some really cool, unique things with makeup that I was like, oh my God, like that was so different. And like, you've oh, definitely inspired just me. Sweet, but yeah. Oh, no, it's true. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely just like, I get inspiration from like people and things, but I'm definitely not like, it's not like my first world makeup. Definitely mm-hmm. not. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, it's just, like, everywhere and also, like, a really good resource when you are at a loss for, like, trying something new or, like, what should I do? What do you guys want to see? It's just literally asking your audience, like, what kind of makeup looks looks do you guys want to see? And then they end up coming up with all these amazing ideas that, like, you never even thought of. You're like, oh, yeah. And then (laughs) I guess it's easier. Yeah, I always am asking, like, the audience, like, what do you guys want to see? And that's definitely helpful to, like – be able to create do you Mm -hmm. have like favorite beauty what's your like favorite top beauty products like right now like what are you wearing all the time um i feel like like in summer it's very like always natural stuff but yeah and like for me like a browse is just a huge thing and i have like i really like like dark big brows and i naturally have like dirty blonde hair so my brows aren't that dark so I love like a brow product to get me through pretty much any season um yeah so I've I've always used like a pomade so I love the benefit one cabrow and then I feel like another thing that's just like everyone is obsessed with it and it's so fun um especially for summer is blush like yeah I just got into into the blush yeah and there's like so many different colors that you can use like 
different like oranges or pinks or reds. So I agree with that. That's definitely fun to play with. Yeah, like a like a sun kissed, almost like sunburnt look is like so yeah. good for summer. And I feel like it's very like youthful and it's just really fun. So I feel like those two are like just yeah. blush and brows. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, so okay, do you think that there's something that, like drove you to become I guess you could say like a fashion beauty like influencer like was there like an inspiration or do you think it just kind of like turned hobby into a career? Yeah, I think um it it really stemmed from like I said I grew up in like a smaller town and the vibe there is like not about fashion. Even if you're wearing like a hat somewhere, I feel like people are like why is that girl wearing a hat? Like it's that yeah. um I don't know, like conservative maybe. Yeah. So in high school for me, I got made fun of for wearing Doc Martens. Yeah. And I was like, and it was just kind of, you know, I was young and whatever. And then I was like, I stopped wearing them. And then I went to New York and I was like, everyone here is wearing them. (laughs) Like, what was I doing? Yeah. 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 So um, like growing up in a place like that, I always loved fashion, but it is a hard environment to thrive in and feel like you can like really express yourself as fully as you want to and share what you want to so when I graduated college I knew that I was leaving and I was like I'm gonna start this outlet where I can like fully express myself and share things because I'm no longer gonna be in this environment that doesn't really isn't really conductive to sharing that so I was I was kind of like, I'm about to leave, so I'm just going to do whatever I want. I'm going to start sharing what I want. And, um, yeah, it was just solely, like, a hobby and an outlet of, like, self-expression. But then it turned into, like, my whole life and my career and just way more overwhelming than I could have ever imagined. Yeah. And so, like, besides – I mean, I know now – I know you guys were thinking of moving to New York, and that's kind of, like – I mean, we we didn't even say, but we met at Fashion Week. Oh, we I guess we met like through social media, but then we actually ended up meeting at Fashion Week. Um, do you guys see yourself still moving there eventually, or is that kind of like I know you've always wanted to. I feel like you've always talked about like wanting to live there at some point, and like it's such a bad time to even bring it up because it's like <laughs> no one's going there. But like, do you still see that at some point? Yeah, I mean. I definitely feel like I can't, like, get that out of my system without just actually going and doing it. And I'm so compelled to do that. I feel like my whole life I've wanted to do that. Um, So even if I do it when I'm, like, 60 or 70 or something, like, I still want to do it. Like, it's still on my list. Yeah. I definitely think about, like, Pat and I always talk about, like, oh, we could, you know, have a house. And, like, if we want to have kids, we could do that and then also have, you know – if we are able to have an apartment in New York for, like, later in life. Like, it doesn't – and for me, I'm like, oh, it has to be right now. Mm-hmm. But, like, with the whole situation for us, it's, like, it just doesn't really make sense right now. And, like, everyone's leaving that city. Yeah. So it's, like, I get that. Why did you end up changing your – because you're still the style seed on the blog, right? Yeah. But you ended up changing your name to Delaney Child. Is that just because you were, like, wanted it to be your name? Yeah, so basically, like, long story short with that is um, I started, like, meeting a lot of people, like, out and about or whatever, and, like, people wouldn't know my name. They would be like, oh, my God, like, I I love you. (laughs) And they were like, what is your name? And I'm like, this is so weird. Like, I should should probably have, like, a better uh, representation of myself where people, like, actually know my name. It's funny because in the beginning, I had started out with my name, but that wasn't a thing to do. It was very like no. put like I feel like all the people that I followed in the beginning had a name of like their brand, like what their blog was, like the style seat or like something else. And I could I couldn't think of one. So I just used my name. But I feel like a lot of people now are just kind of going to their name and making their name like their brand because it's just like for that reason. Like yeah. you kind of want it to be who you are because it is. That's like what it is. Exactly. So. Yeah. Okay. So something I wanted to talk about is, I mean, if I kind of wanted to, I know like you and Clayton kind of work together, your boyfriend Clayton. So I kind of wanted to just dive into a little bit like how that works and like, because I don't know, me and Pat are doing this podcast together and just for other people out there to like work with your significant other, did that just like happen or did you guys like plan on that? Like, does it work? Like, how do you kind of make that work and then like make time for not work? too you know what I mean because you like work together and live together and like have relationship so it's like how does that 
when did that start? Yeah, so (laughs) yes, Um, my my entire blog career has um, involved Clayton as my counterpart. So like when I decided I was starting it, even when I lived in Reno or whatever, I went and bought a camera and I handed him the camera and I was like, hey, you need to learn how to use this because I'm starting a blog. Oh, you were like in the beginning, you're like, you're going to be a part of this. You don't have a choice. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah so he's literally been there from the beginning and we've literally built out like every single phase of this together which I feel like um yeah I feel like that is very like shaping in the whole relationship of working together because it wasn't like random like he's literally been like through every step of the journey like very hands-on the whole time um because he's always taken all my photos and like we've just kind of navigated the whole industry together because it's a very new industry um and we're just like we're very close partners like in a relationship um so like he's always helped me with all aspects of it and so you know when I decided to go blogging full-time, it was very premature. Like, I had only been doing it for six months, and I wasn't making any money. And right. I I don't even think I had, like, 10,000 followers. Um, yeah. So but you were like, I just want to do this. Yeah. Kind of how like, I did it, too. I was like, I don't want to do anything else. Yeah. Like, you're just, yeah. like, forcing it almost. Um, yeah. So when I did that, like... Clayton had to help out with our situation like financially because I was like taking this leap of faith and I didn't like I had a job I was like trying to create a job but I didn't really have like an income so he was super supportive that for that and um then in the months and years to follow as we were building out this career and I was starting to make money and it was becoming more of an actual job um he continued to help me build it out and our goal was always to one day have it be a job that would sustain us both because we've both always been involved in it and it obviously has a lot of perks in this job with like flexibility and lifestyle and everything um and that was really a huge goal to us to achieve that lifestyle so that we could spend more time together essentially um like we're just a very close like partnership and we both hated like spending so much time apart every day so we were just like determined to find a way to make it so that we were together all the time um and flash forward to making that happened we now work together full-time and everything and it is an adjustment um it's obviously not easy um there's challenges and I would say that one of the biggest challenges is exactly what you were talking about kind of like finding time to like not be working and just be in your relationship and like the lines are just completely blurred in this industry as a whole for like what are you when are you working and when are you living because like you intertwine them all the time yeah for like working with your partner it's like are we like just hanging out and being in a relationship right now or are we working but we're always doing both like right I think it's a weird thing because like for our job like it is like we're kind of on and working all the time but at the same time we built a career around a hobby so it's almost like for me and for you probably it doesn't sometimes it feels like work but sometimes it just doesn't and so I feel like it's so hard to like not cross the line between like oh I'm just on my phone like you know doing something when like actually for us that's work so yeah I guess that's a challenge and I can't Pat has a whole nother job so it's totally different but I guess now that you guys are doing it together it's like that is what you do does he take on like a certain part of the job like you guys have like separate roles obviously yeah. I mean you're behind the camera but like yeah does he yeah, like, so take on like editing yeah there's so many things that like only like I can do so like unfortunately like some things just can't be delegated like only I can like pick out my selects only I can style my clothes right. only I can do my hair and makeup only I can go record things and talk to the camera um so, like, some things, like, you you wish that you could, like, have someone help with that burden, but, like, for, you know how it is. Like, there's just some things that people can't do for yeah. you in this um, career. So, obviously, like, I feel like I'm behind um, 
all of the like visual and creative things. And then, I mean, I wouldn't say creative because Clayton does creative things as well, but um, things that he's able to take off my plate is like editing because that, as you know, takes so much time. So long. (laughs) And like, you you have to teach him how to edit because I feel like I could, I mean, Pat could totally learn, but it's just one of those things where I'm like, I, I would have to like look over everything at this point and like make sure because he that's just not his world. No, but I feel like Clayton is kind of on the like, creative, like he understands that. Yeah, and it's still it is still a learning curve because there's just like preference too. Like I have to try to explain to him like how I would edit something and then hope that he like understands it and then edits right. it that way. And then sometimes we get in little tips because I'm like. Remember, I told you when I don't like when yeah. it's like this, but you did it like that. And yeah, <laughs> that happens with me and Pat all the time when shooting because I'm like, oh, like take it at the wrong angle. And I'm like, remember last time? Remember when I just showed you what I like? Like, I just showed you an image of a picture that I wanted to look exactly the same. And he's like, okay, like I'm trying. And it's just like, we're so picky in a good way, I think. Like, obviously, we have to be like that, but it's, it's, I mean, I think it's cool that you guys are able to work together and, like, make that work because that's a cool goal. And I think, like, one day if we were able to do that, I would love to do that too. Yeah. And, like, it's just – that's awesome. Yeah. And, I mean, it's obviously um, different for everyone. Like, not everyone likes to spend that much time with their partner. Like, every relationship is, uh, like, laid out differently, and I get that. Yeah. For us, like, it does – work like we've always just been like attached at the hip almost in that way um but I don't think that there's anything wrong with like people who do things like more separately or like you just keep your work separate from your relationship right whatever works for anyone um there's like plenty of different ways to go about it yeah yeah totally I guess you can kind of that kind of goes into the next thing like when do you guys I mean do you guys get to take days off (laughs) and like when you do like what do your days off kind of look like how do you guys, like, if you have a full day of not working, like, what is that like? So we don't take days off. Like, we are very imbalanced. Um, and it's, like, something that we're actively working on because that's obviously not healthy. Um, and that's just, like, a real-life flaw of being, like, a certain personality type. Like, I am, by nature, a workaholic. And mm-hmm. that obviously has, like repercussions um and so we're kind of like actively in the process of learning how to give ourselves some time off give ourselves some room to breathe um and just not be working all the time because with this industry since you are your own boss like you can you can decide how much you work and if you're a workaholic you're gonna make yourself work 24 7 and like you're gonna burn out well do you feel like it's bad because but like you also want to do that like Mm -hmm. you guys seem like you I feel like you guys want to be working all this time and that's like awesome like I do feel like that at some points too but I feel like maybe like you you're saying it's like a bad thing like you guys shouldn't be working this time do you part of you like wants to be taking time off and like have days off but it's just like hard to get there Yeah, I think, like, just the way that I'm wired, I don't, like, want to take time off, but I know um, just that it's right to do that and that, like, for mental health and quality of life and even, like, longevity and physical health, like, I'm gonna get myself in a bad situation if I don't force myself to do some relaxing. It's just that, like, as a person, relaxing does not come naturally to me yeah me too me too it's hard I like wake Pat up in the morning I'm like all right it's seven o'clock like let's get started and it's like it's we have similar work ethics but it's still like I get what you're saying it's hard to balance I mean like where do you I mean you have this like incredible work ethic and I feel like you're like constantly on stories and like doing all these stuff how do you where did you think you like got that from or you've always just been like you've just had this work ethic like did you get it from somebody or like do you like were you inspired by somebody to like kind of make it happen yeah I mean I think that it is again just like something that's part of who I am because it definitely um manifested itself at a very young age in my life so 
when I was a little girl, I never had Barbies. Um, and I would ask my parents to buy me like office equipment as toys. <laughs> so I used you to were, like, like born into the work world. Literally. <laughs> I used to like play in my bedroom. Like I would just call it like office or like work or something yeah. and I would set up like fake phones. Computer like cash typing. registers. Yeah. yeah fax I did machines, that. I did that. Like yeah. that's all <laughs> I wanted to do. Um and then like so I feel like that was like a really young age and so that just shows like kind of that I was you just wired to, like, yeah that get way. started like yeah. yeah and then um as soon as I was like old enough to actually start doing some work like I would I used to babysit before I could drive like I would go find like people in the neighborhood who I could babysit for um and when I was even younger than that I would draw pictures like I was into arts and crafts but never like dolls and so I would draw pictures and then I would go around to the neighborhood and knock on everyone's door and ask if they wanted to buy them for 25 cents oh my god you're like that's so funny I love that it's such a good story yeah I feel like I was just literally like I came out of the womb like ready to work yeah and you and the thing is is like you built your own business too so it's like you came out ready to like grow something like not necessarily just like work for someone like I feel like this job was like meant for you like your work ethic and everything totally which is cool um so do you guys do you and Clayton have like a daily routine with work or is it I feel like you are you do I feel like you are like posting certain videos or like filming certain things is it kind of still like that yeah I would say um like we had a really good schedule going, um, especially, like, at the beginning of quarantine because that was, like, the only thing that you had to do was, like, pretty much figure out a schedule and, like, yeah. stick to it. Um, and we were in a very nice groove, and then we moved, and that kind of made everything, like, more chaotic, and now we're completely, like, just running around like crazy people again. So it's kind of just, like, yeah. these ebbs and flows of, like, being in a groove and, like, having a schedule and other times – just like trying to figure it out every week yeah um, so it just comes and goes like how organized yeah. and like neat our life is I would say yeah we we are kind of in the same situation because like obviously our shit is literally everywhere and I feel like we me and Pat were just talking about how like when you get into a routine it's like so nice and easy to like stay in it but when you're not in a routine like getting into it is like impossible like, we were – we did a road trip for two weeks, and as soon as we got back, we were like, okay, we're going to work out every day because we haven't been, and we're going to get back into our routine. And getting into it took us, like, three full days. We were like, we cannot do this. But then once you're in it, you're like, all right, we're good. Like, we're in the routine. It feels so much easier. So you guys just moved, so you'll get there. <laughs> you'll I get hope back. so. I miss the routine. <laughs> I mean, are you still in the process of just, like, setting everything up in the house? Like, I guess yeah. you guys literally just moved. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and just with, like, work and everything and, like, sort of, like, like I'm saying, like, obviously prioritize work in my life and I'm, like, a workaholic. So that turns into, like, oh, well, like, I could film this extra video right now or I could, like, do this instead yeah. of unpacking that box of jewelry or robes or whatever it is. So everything yeah. moving-wise is just getting, like, push to the back burner and it's getting really ugly so hopefully soon I like figure it out yeah <laughs> you're like what video could I be filming now like me always I'm like I literally could be doing so much more but <laughs> always no um okay so I wanted to talk a little bit about like your consistent growth I mean I think any influencer I you we could all talk about this but just you specifically, like, what could you tell people? Everyone's like, how do you grow? And, like, I feel like we all have to answer this question. So what would you tell everyone listening to, like, how you kind of – how you think that your follower growth happened and how you kept, how it was so consistent still, like, today? I would say the number one thing for growth, in my opinion, is literally just being consistent yourself um yeah. which takes a lot of discipline so you know this it's, it's just a grind um and yeah. I think that there's a time and a place to like arrive so to speak and be like okay you just grinded really hard and you achieved like a certain goal or number or whatever it is um to you personally and then you have to like let yourself 
rest in whatever capacity works for you. Um, but it's just like a grind. Like every day I post a picture for years because mm-hmm. I wanted to like grow and I wanted to make this my job and I wanted to inspire people and I wanted to work with companies. So every day is like an opportunity to do all of those things. And yeah. any day that I took to not post was a day that I didn't take that opportunity, which like I wasn't okay with. And yeah. um, I think the effect of that is consistently growing because every single day you're putting something out there, you're advertising for yourself, you're, you know, showing people this is what I do, whether it be a brand or a potential follower or whatever it is. Um, I think just consistently putting content out there is the best way to grow. Yeah. And like, I think it's hard for us to like not always be looking at the numbers but I think that's something like from the beginning that you have to like realize is like one it's not in our control or in anyone's control so like if you're trying to build something the consistency of like just putting something out there every day and making sure that it's like good content you like truly believe in I feel like is like it has to go right almost in my opinion like eventually and you kind of like comes with being patient too I guess Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is and, huge. And you just have to give yourself like grace. Like you think about when you started, like I remember working so hard and grinding so hard to get 10,000 followers because I just really mm-hmm. wanted like a K, you know. Yeah, yeah, next exactly. To the number. Um and like that was a huge milestone and like a huge achievement and now like you just look back and you're like, oh, I don't care about 10K or whatever. But it's like you have to celebrate these like small wins and realize how far you've come. And instead of just yeah. always looking forward and being like, we want this number instead, like you have to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe I ever even got 10,000 people to follow me. Yeah, I know. Like the little um, you have to just like celebrate those little wins. It's so hard. Like it's definitely so hard. And even still, I'm like, I just hit this number and then I'm like, all right, on to the next. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, a work ethic, but it's also, like, okay, no, I need to, like, take a step back and, like, realize that, like, that's huge. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I agree with that. So, I guess that kind of brings me to, like, how I feel like you always have this positive outlook just in general, like, in life. Did we just talk about this? No. Did you say this? Okay. <laughs> I'm, like, losing my mind. <laughs> um, Why? Or, like, how how do you always have that? Just keep it that simple. Like, how – I feel like – I mean, I'm sure there's days where you're not, but it seems like you always have this, like, positive, like, kind of everything is going to work out for the best. And I don't know if that's, like, a spiritual thing. I know you're, like, very kind of spiritual, so. Yeah. Um, I I mean, again, like, I feel like so many things are just, like, who you are sometimes. Um, And, like, I've always considered myself to be, like, a positive person. Like, I'm a very, like silly person like I love laughing like there's nothing else I would rather do in life than laugh um I just want to like be happy and I like being happy like maybe more so than other people like I I really hate being sad um like I am not good at dealing with like negative emotions which is not like something I'm proud of it's not it's like more of a flaw than anything um but it is really like who I am like I don't watch sad movies because like I don't want to be sad like I only watch like happy funny movies because I just really really want to be like happy yeah um such a different outlook like you are doing everything to be happy and a lot of people it's really hard for them to do yeah and it's just like it's just a personality thing sometimes like not everyone has to be like really positive not everyone has to be like obsessed with happiness like that is just actually how I am like that's just who I am as a person um and everybody has different personalities so it obviously makes sense that there's people who are different than that um yeah but something else that like really helps me with that positivity muscle I would say is um my whole life I've pretty much been obsessed with like self-help or self-improvement books like I love mm-hmm. reading books about positive thinking and manifesting and like you're saying like some more spiritual things um yeah. and so just by like learning all of those like do you have any favorites like off the top of oh, your yeah. head books oh, I yeah. guess okay give me some um, <laughs> I need some <laughs> okay let's see um 
let me think of like some positive books. Okay, so a really good book, which is like one of the oldest like books in my personal library, is called The Four Agreements by okay, I'm writing Don it down. <laughs> Miguel Ruiz. Um, and it's basically just like it's four agreements that you have like with yourself, basically. Um, and it's kind of just like these books that I read are just like they add tools to my toolbox of like how I go through life, right? Yeah. Um, so that's a really good one. And then the book, The Universe Has Your Back by Gabby Bernstein. I think I've heard of that. It's okay, a really yeah. good book. Um, I read that book when I was feeling like really sad about the world and like scared and like anxious, I guess I would say. Um, yeah. So it's a really good book for that. And then there's just like, I've, I've literally read so many like positivity books. Um, yeah. The there's Astonishing... So Power of Emotions by Jerry and Esther Hicks is a really good book about pretty much just positive thinking. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. There's just so cool. many. My yeah, there's so many. Full of them. Yeah. So okay, we're like getting off so many tangents. But <laughs> do you see yourself? I feel like I always want to ask every influencer this because I'm like, do you see yourself? Because I don't even have an answer. Do you see yourself doing this like forever? Like. I don't even – when I think of this job, I'm like, am I going to, like, retire one day? Or, like, am I going to be doing this when I'm, like, 65? Like, how weird is that? It's, like, so weird to think of, like, what the future is for us. True. So I'm just curious, like, what do you think? I mean, we don't know, but, like – I've never gotten that question. That's a really good question. Um, Yeah. It's just so weird to think about, like, I can't really imagine in 30 years what this will look like. And I guess no one can with their job in general in any job. But, like, it's just, like – I yeah I would say like I for sure um I look like into my future as far as like fashion and expressing myself goes in like an older age um I look to that as like a very exciting part of my life like I would love to like share my fashion in some capacity like whether it's like Instagram or whatever it looks like in you know Mm -hmm. 40 years um I would love to like share that still um but as far as like actually keeping up this exact career for that long I don't even know if that's like maintainable yeah I'm like how it's so weird to think of like the people that follow us now and us talking about like like I just got married and then like in 20 years being like my kids getting married like it's just like how can everyone follow along like something has to change or it's just such a weird like I'm sure things evolve and it'll it'll flow but it is weird to think about like where are we gonna be yeah career yeah I mean your audience grows with you so like technically when your kid is getting married like their kid should be getting married too uh so Mm -hmm. to speak so like they'll definitely still be relating to you in that way it's just will we all be like operating the same like will we still want to be on social media will they still want to yeah. be on social media i don't know yeah yeah it is weird to think about kind of just and this is so off topic i keep doing this but i wanted to i guess we can end on like what are your like of extra hobby even like a guilty pleasure type thing that you and clayton do i know you guys work a lot but when you're not working <laughs> like what are your other hobbies like do you have any or, like, guilty pleasures that you find peace in life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, for hobbies, I would say, like, probably our top hobby, like, as a couple is going on walks. Like, we're obsessed with walks. I just want to walk yeah. everywhere in the world. Um, <laughs> so, that's very simple. You guys should of... just backpack across the country then. <laughs> that's true. Um, so, it's kind of a weird hobby. Our hobby is walking. Um, and then, no, it's like, not weird. uh personally my I would say my number one hobby is reading um Mm -hmm. just because like I said it's really hard for me to relax and I have an obsession with productivity and reading actually does make me relax but I still feel like I'm productive while I'm doing it which is I think the only reason I'm able to actually relax when I'm doing it yeah yeah that's Um, funny I don't like to read I wish I did really I just, like, I mean, as a kid, I always hated it. So it just never grew in. I never grew into it. But with, like, audiobooks and stuff, it's kind of mm-hmm. a different way for me to be able to do that. So, yeah. And, like, podcasts. And, like, I need to get into 
reading more but yeah no that works um and then for guilty pleasure i would say definitely watching like trash reality tv is my guilty pleasure <laughs> you guys like only watch like one channel right like yeah. i feel like you guys we have literally two shows watch, <laughs> we watch bravo and sports center and nothing else yeah that's like, it literally <laughs> that's amazing that's so fun i don't ever watch bravo but i do like that like reality like the bachelor stuff like i mean for us that's like my guilty pleasure and i'm just like this is absurd but i'm gonna watch it every yeah. single time it's like mindless yeah. like i don't know yeah I, I know i'm not like absorbing anything like positive or important from those shows no, but like but it's mindless i need that sometimes you don't have to think about anything while you watch that that's what's so good about it yeah like, it's a guilty pleasure yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can just eat ice cream and watch trash reality tv <laughs> yeah yeah so okay um how i know you guys are vegan you and Clayton, like, how long have you been doing that? And kind of, like, why – I guess, why did you start – me and Pat have been vegetarian since January. Oh, wow. Um, just because – Pat started it because of, like, just health reasons. And then I have never been a fan of meat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just started doing it. We're not totally vegan. I still eat, you know, other stuff. But I just wanted to um, – we always look at your recipes because we're like, oh, I know that you guys don't eat meat, so – how did you guys get into that and did you start it together yeah um so i am kind of like you like i actually never liked meat like i remember being little and my parents would have to like force me to try to like eat meat like i never wanted it Mm. um and so like all throughout high school i was vegetarian and like middle school everything and then um when me and clayton were dating in college we decided to watch a documentary together the documentary cowspiracy and um that's about like the environmental impacts of eating meat and dairy and so we watched that together and the next day we like threw out everything in our house that was not uh vegan and we that that's when it started and like we've never looked back since uh the one thing that we did have to adjust or like we chose to adjust because obviously like something different works for everyone so um i guess we're technically like we call ourselves like plant-based not vegan um and then we'll make exceptions sometimes and eat seafood occasionally like when we're out but we've never like cooked it um okay gotcha you guys don't even eat fish not at home like we okay we have eaten it out like sometimes and um that basically happened from, like, a health issue that I was having, and, like, a homeopathic doctor told me if I could get, like, some animal protein, it could help with this issue that I was having. Um, yeah. And, like, the only one that I was, like, comfortable to, like, reintegrate was seafood. So, yeah. you know, whatever works for different people works, um, and that's yeah. just, like, kind of what works for us. Yeah, and you guys have so many good recipes. Like, I feel like I always am, like sh- – just like shocked at what you guys are able to come up with like we're always on pinterest looking for different things but you guys just have you have like bomb food that you guys are always Aww. eating and you cook a lot so it's good like yeah i feel like it's easier than people think i think like the best tip that i have for that is i feel like pinterest and everything can be like really overwhelming especially with like vegan um recipes like they can be really like complicated and maybe like fancy or something so what we like to do is actually take like classic recipes in our households like something my mom made growing up or something Clayton's mom made growing up and then we just make it vegan with like Mm -hmm. substitutes whether it's like lentils or like a vegan meat or whatever um and that way it just seems like way more approachable than like this crazy like I don't know, like, cranberry sweet potato pasta or something weird that, like, I would never have. Right, right. That's not, like, normal or usual, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So do you find, like, it's hard or easy to find, like, vegan cheeses that you think are healthy or, like, even taste good, I guess? Like, where do you guys get stuff like that? Yeah. Like, trial and error. Yeah, it definitely is. There's definitely um, some vegan cheeses and stuff that, like, we don't prefer at all. And I definitely get why, as a whole, that category can get a bad rep. But, um, so, like, our favorites is Miyoko's. If you haven't tried Miyoko's vegan cheese. I have to try that. 
so How do you spell so it? good. Uh, M I Y K O K O K. I'll find uh, it from that. I don't know. I'm like not. Jeez. Okay. Not a good speller. Um, okay. <laughs> but it's so good, and it's made from cashews. So okay. Like, don't, so healthy. Don't eat that yeah. if you're allergic to cashews. Right. Um, you're allergic to that? No, I'm not. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a, um, it's pretty healthy. And then we also love follow your heart cheese, um, okay. which I think is made with like potato starch. And okay. there might, I don't think there's soy in that one. Um, those are like pretty much our two brands yeah. of like holy grail cheeses that they are actually very comparable to normal cheese. Um, gotcha. Yeah, sometimes that's hard to find, but yeah, good to know. Well, thank you for coming on. I'm so happy that you were able and you could take the time out to do that. So why don't you tell everyone just like where they could find you and yeah. So on Instagram, it's Delaney Childs. And then on YouTube, it's Delaney Childs. TikTok is Delaney Childs. And then on my blog, it's thestyledseed.com still. All right, guys, so don't forget to follow Delaney on any of those platforms and follow Love That For You Pod. You can follow Jules.Jacobson or Pat at PGO underscore. Um, And then subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review if you are feeling good about it. We always love to hear your thoughts and we truly, truly would appreciate a review and we will share it on the um, Instagram. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we will see you in the next one.